everyone. Welcome to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. Did you know that according to WebMD, there are multiple benefits to having friends? Listen to some of the things they mentioned. Friends can inspire you to have healthier habits and help you recover faster when you are sick. Those who have friends sleep better and they can also help you fight depression. I found these findings pretty interesting. And since this past week on Tuesday was National Best Friend Day, yes, that's an actual thing. If you ever want to know where I actually find these things, just go to nationaldaycalendar.com. It is amazing how many things are national days. But I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to talk about friendship and what are the 10 traits of a good friend. You know, friendship is a gift. It is among the most precious gifts we can give to one another. It is a choice to invest ourselves in someone, to be there for them, to listen to their needs and open ourselves to them. I remember as a child reading a children's series called Christopher Church Mouse. Best little stories out there. You should really look them up. They were little adventures of a young mouse who lived with his family and cousins in church. Hence, he was a church mouse. One story in particular was on the topic of friendship. Little Christopher was lonely. All of his cousins were gone and there was no one left to play with. He complained to his mother about his lack of playmates, and she told him that in order to have friends, he must be a friend. His answer was that he was friendly, but his wise mother replied that it also meant being a friend. She challenged him to reach out to someone. Later that afternoon, as he sat lonely and bored outside, there came a young mouse. He looked like he was from the country, lugging a large suitcase covered in dust and it looked like it would bust at any moment. The mouse stopped, said hello, and introduced himself. Christopher responded by saying his name and emphasizing that he lived in the church as if that made him better than the country mouse. The young mouse shared that he was looking for a new place to live, but the church mouse was quick to say that there was no room in the church for him, reasoning in his mind that he just wouldn't fit in with them. Sadly, the country mouse resumed his dusty walk And as he went farther down the path, Christopher remembered his mother's words and realized he was wrong for how he had treated the other mouse and quickly ran after him, calling his name at the top of his lungs. He soon discovers that the country mouse was sent ahead looking for homes for all of his family because their homes had been washed away. Resolved to be a good friend, Christopher welcomed him into his home, promising that his family could help which they did, resulting in new neighbors and an ample supply of friends. This story has stayed with me all of these years. It was such a vivid picture of what a friend looks like and how we as believers are to be to one another. We are to care about the needs of our brethren and reach out in love. Often those moments of kindness yield more fruit than we ever imagined. It did for me. I met my best friend during her time at college. She attended the same church I did, and my mom and I would pick her and another girl up for church on Sunday mornings. Over the next few months, we enjoyed casual conversation, but one night at the school's revival meeting, I saw her come in looking for a seat. I called to her and invited her to sit with me. We have now been friends for over eight amazing years, and each one gets sweeter. I never would have dreamt that asking someone to sit with me would be so life-changing, but it was. I could not ask for a better best friend. She's kind, sweet, loyal, and never afraid to be seen in public with me, no matter how energetic I have become. Now, she lives several states away, so I don't get to see her as often as I like, but thank goodness for technology that allows us to stay close. And I want to share one other story about a friend of mine. 
and began attending a new church three years ago since I was in the transition of moving to another city. Now, I don't know about you, but I am more shy by nature and dread going to a new church and Sunday school since it means walking into a room full of strangers. But this time I decided to do something out of the ordinary for me, which is usually to find the furthest seat in the back and look down at the floor. While I did sit almost the farthest seat in the back, I decided to make contact with the girl one chair over and say hello. That hello gave me my first friend, and we have since spent many afternoons together and enjoyed multiple adventures. Do you know what these two stories have in common? A simple hello. While you may smile and think, well, that's obvious, let me say that it doesn't happen as often as it should. Sadly, most of us behave like I did. We walk into a room, say very little, or we simply stare at the floor. And that tends to breed loneliness. Loneliness is an epidemic in our country, including the church. And it has devastating effects on us in so many ways. We are social beings, making friendship an important part of our life. But what are some characteristics of a good friend? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I found 10 that were pretty interesting. So let's talk about them. Number one, I am trustworthy. This is so important because trust is foundational in any relationship and so much stems from it. We need people in our lives that we can trust, that we can have the freedom to go to with our problems and concerns and know that it is confidential. Once a trust is broken, it is difficult to regain or rebuild. It can be done, but it may be a long road. Choose to be a good friend and give your companion a safe place to come and share their heart. Number two, I am honest with others. This ties back to the first. If you try to befriend someone on false pretenses or for ulterior motives, that relationship will never grow and will most likely create a mess later. Always be honest. Proverbs 27, 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Sometimes we need to have courage to tell our friends the truth, but only because you love them. If you have built a relationship with them founded on trust and they know how much you really care about them, they will accept the truth. They may not always like or even appreciate it, but in the end, they will know that you did it out of love for them. Number three, I am generally very dependable. No one appreciates someone whose word means absolutely nothing. Your word is everything, especially in a relationship. A friend is someone you can depend on. They are the ones who show up when no one else will. Be someone who can be relied on. Number four, I am loyal to the people I care about. This, this is a big one for me. I am a very loyal person and I value loyalty in others. A friendship is not meant to be like the sea that comes and goes up and down, side to side. It's meant to be steady, to weather the storms. The prodigal son quickly learned who his real friends were when his money ran out. In truth, They never were his friends. Be a friend who is impossible to get rid of, that stays by someone's side and is constant. That can make more of a difference than you know in someone's life. Number five, see, we're not doing too bad. I experience and express empathy for others. Now, I found this quote on friendship that was accredited to Winnie the Pooh that said, a friend is someone who helps you up when you're down. And if they can't, They lay down beside you and listen. Wow, I think we could all use a dose of poo wisdom in our life every now and again. This little bear filled with fluff and stuff made a great point. To help someone when they are down implies that we are aware. We can't help if we don't notice. And to notice 
means we are looking around and that we have invested enough time in someone to see that they are not themselves. So often, we get wrapped up in our busy schedules and forget to take the time to look around or invest the time. But that is the characteristic of a good friend. They have spent enough time with you to realize you are hurting. And I love how Pooh took it to the next level. If you can't pull them up, sit down with them. Be the kind of friend that is willing to sit down with someone, to take the time to care and put your arm around them. My best friend could tell that I was not feeling well. I was having a very discouraging week and the next day, flowers were delivered to my door. I can't even begin to say how much that meant to me. All week long, I enjoyed looking at those flowers, not just because they were beautiful, but because they were a reminder that someone cared enough about me to arrange for flowers to be delivered to my front door. Can we say that about the kind of friends we are? Are we willing to go the extra mile to show someone that we care about them and how they're doing? Does that mean that we may have less me time? Yes, it does. But the impact we make far outweighs it. Can I encourage you to look around, to check in with your friends, to notice their needs, to choose to do something to remind them just how special and amazing they are. You never know how much of a difference it will make for them and how long it will stay with them. Number six, I am able to be non-judgmental. Here's another great point. Little Christopher Church Mouse misjudged the country mouse, but in the end, he became a dear friend to him. In fact, his best friend in the series. I sometimes wonder how often we have missed out on a friend because of our preconceived notions. Now, I'm not saying that we should just be friends with anyone. The Bible tells us to pick our companions carefully because they will influence us. But what I am saying is that maybe we overlook someone because they are not what we had in mind. They are more quiet, maybe more outgoing than us, or just different. You know, perhaps we need a little different in our life. A good friend can help us mature and grow in the Lord. Also, can I caution you on something else? When someone shares their story or struggle with you, don't look at them differently. The fact that they trusted you enough to open up and become vulnerable should be treated with the greatest care. If we immediately criticize them or make them feel bad for the struggles they are facing or their past choices, They will close up and maybe never share again. And we need the freedom to share. By sharing a burden, fear, doubt, or past guilt, we can get the help we need. I pray that we are always willing to listen without judgment so that we can make a difference. To be a place of refuge where people feel safe to share. I know I sound repetitive about differences and places to share, but it's because it's important. I have been on both the receiving side and been the giver of a place that is safe to share. It is so essential. And number seven, I am a good listener. Oh my, this one, this is not so easy, even for, especially for people like me. Most of the time, we need to be heard. We want our friends to listen to our problems, but we don't want to give them the courtesy to listen to theirs. I found this quote by Ed Cunningham that says, friends are those rare people who ask how we are, and then wait to hear the answer. Oh my goodness, that is convicting. That is amazing, and that is truthful. How many times have we asked someone how they're doing simply because it's the thing to do? It's what everybody does. You ask, hi, how are you? 
But when someone tries to express their feelings, we immediately shut them off or even walk away. I wonder if we know just how much that can hurt someone, especially when they truly are hurting. There is something so powerful when a person stops, asks how you are doing, looks you in the eye, and awaits your response. This goes back to caring about a person, to investing in them and showing them love. Please, can I encourage you to take the time to listen to your friend, to ask them how they are and really mean it. Don't look at your watch or don't look like you're impatient to go. Don't make them feel bad for taking up your time. A good listener can refresh the soul of a weary person or a lonely one and brighten their entire day. Number eight, I am supportive of others in their good times. You might think that's obvious. Of course, I'm supportive of my friends in their good times. But let me ask you this. What about if their good times happen in the midst of our bad? What if your friend said their husband just got promoted, but your husband is laid off? Or what about your friend who just changed her relationship status from dating to engaged and you're still waiting on Mr. Right? You see, it's easy to rejoice with someone when you are on equal ground. But when they receive something that you have lost or don't have, that can change things if we let it. If we cannot be happy for our friends when something delightful or wonderful has happened, we need to look within ourselves. God is always good. His plans are best. Even when we don't understand or things aren't going according to our timeline. Now I want to be clear. If you're single... This does not mean you have to go to every bridal shower and throw a celebration for every friend's engagement party. In fact, summer can be a difficult season for most singles due to the amount of weddings and anniversaries that are announced, but we should be able to feel happy for our friends and not be bitter or angry that we are not in a relationship. This goes into anything, whether someone is having a baby, whether things are going well for someone, the hurt will be there. Yes, you are disappointed that things aren't happening for you. It it is something natural, but it shouldn't dictate our response to others and it shouldn't dim our delight for them, our happiness, our joy. It doesn't mean that we have to be ecstatic, but we should be able with a good heart and true sincerity say to them, I'm happy for you. Don't be that one person that hears someone's good news and then they say, well, nothing ever good happens to me. And you know who I'm talking about. We have all seen those kind of people and they're a downer. So be supportive of your friend. Rejoice with them that something good has happened to them and trust that God cares about you. Because if we don't, it can be said that we allow these feelings to take root that are not good. And we're saying ultimately that God is not good and that he is unjust, both of which are Satan's lies. My point ultimately is that we are to always be there for our friend. And a true friend is happy for all the good things that take place for their friend. Make the choice to be a good friend that is sincerely happy. Number nine, I am supportive of others in their bad times. In our deepest moments of sorrow and fear, there is great comfort in knowing someone is walking with you, making sure you're okay. When you face the devastating news that your loved one has cancer, you're going to need a friend. When you're wondering why this trial has come, it helps to know your friend is in your corner, lifting you up in prayer and wrapping their arms around you. We also need to be such a friend to others. We are called to bear 
one another's burdens. And this is through walking with someone as well as in prayer. Take the time to sit with someone, to simply cry with them in their moments of hurt. Sometimes this can do more than any comforting words can. I remember hearing a story once about a little girl who had a neighbor whose husband died. And she told her mother, I want to go visit Mrs. So-and-so for a little bit and cheer her up. So her mother said, well, that's a great idea. So about an hour later, she comes back and she's like, so what did you do for Mrs. So-and-so? And she said, nothing. She's like, really? She said, I just sat next to her and cried with her. We don't always think that's the solution. Sometimes we want to come in and fix it. But sometimes when someone is down, the best thing you can do, like Winnie the Pooh said, is sit down with them. Choose to be that kind of friend. And number 10, I am usually able to see the humor in life. Be a friend who can laugh at themselves and with a friend. Laughter is a great medicine to the soul and sometimes a good joke can brighten the room and lift the mood. And those are the 10 characteristics of a good friend. Now the Bible has two great examples of friendships, David and Jonathan, and then Ruth. You knew that Ruth was going to come up eventually. It's been a while since I've talked about her, but David and Jonathan had a very unique friendship. People talk about it a lot. It's very much highlighted, but I want to just point out a couple of things. Jonathan was happy for David when God told him he'd be king. Think about that. You need to really put that in perspective because that meant Jonathan was not going to be king. That was his next role. He was in line for the throne and he didn't care. He was glad. He's like, that means that's who's supposed to be there. That is God's will. And I am delighted. He was his friend to the very end. Now, Ruth, you may not think of her in a friendship term because we usually think of her story as love and then you have Naomi, but she was a great friend to Naomi. You need to really put in perspective what kind of person Naomi was. She was a bitter person and she was reveling in her bitterness. She had no desire to get out of it. But those words that we love to quote at weddings were first spoken to a bitter, crabby old lady. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, there I will be buried. When I die, she was committed to Naomi to be there for her. She was willing to go out and glean in a field that she didn't even know these people. She was a Moabite, looked upon as a a pagan person out of the seat of iniquity. And she says, I'll take care of that for you. You stay home. I'll take care of this. She was not just a wonderful daughter-in-law. She was a wonderful friend, which some people say that is the meaning of Ruth, that that is what her name means is friendship. And she truly lived up to her name. So these are two people. When you wonder what are the characteristics, think about these people. Think about the kind of person they were. And that is a wrap for today's episode. We have been placed on earth for a reason. And one of them is to be a good friend. And the world is full of people in need of a friend. Take the time to invest in another. After all, really, the only thing we take to heaven with us is people. You may never know just how much your friendship means to someone. Sometimes a person isn't brought into our life for us, but we for them. Investing your life in others is never a waste. I want to say thank you to those who I'm honored to call my friends. And because it was National Best Friend Day, I want to give a special shout out to my best friend, Katrista. You are an amazing friend who is selfless, caring, and loyal because of you. I laugh a whole lot more, usually at myself, 
cry a lot less, and smile a whole lot more. And for all of you who have a best friend, maybe take a moment and text or call them to say just how grateful you are to have them in your life. And remember above all, that your Heavenly Father is your greatest friend who loves you more than anyone else. Have a wonderful day, my friends, and happy National Best Friend Day.